0: the lawns with her dogs unwillingly dragging behind her as though they wished they were somewhere else. For Miss Lark, to celebrate Midsummer's Eve, had tied a ribbon upon each head, pink for Willoughby, blue for Andrew, and they felt ashamed and dejected. What, they wondered, would people think? They might be mistaken for poodles. Professor, I've been waiting for you. You must have lost your way. Well...
1: That's the way with ways, I suppose. Either you lose them or they lose you. Anyway, you found me, Miss Sparrow, but
0: alas he fanned himself with his hat. I find the Sahara Desert a little uh, um uh, hot. You were not in the Sahara, Professor. You were in the park. Don't you remember? I invited you to supper. Ah, oh, so you did to strawberry
1: street i hope it will be cooler there for you and me and your two um
0: poodles andrew and willoughby hung their heads their worst fears had been realized No, no, the address is Cherry Tree Lane, and my name is Lucinda Lark. Do try not to be so forgetful. Ah, there you are, dear friends, she trilled as she spied the booms in the distance. Where are you off to this beautiful evening?
1: Sailing, sailing over the bounding main, sang the Admiral and many a stormy wind shall blow till Jack comes home again. "'Won't it, messmate?' he inquired of his wife. "'Yes, dear,' murmured Mrs. Boom, "'unless you would like to wait till tomorrow. "'Binnacle is making cottage pie, and there will be apple tart for dinner.' "'Cottage pie? I can't miss that!' Let down the anchor,
0: midshipman. We'll wait for the morning tide. Yes, dear, Mrs. Boom agreed. But she knew there would be no morning tide. She also knew that the Admiral, although he was always talking about it, would never go to sea again. It was far too far away from land, and it always made him seasick. Obey the rules! Observe the by-laws! The park keeper rushed past, blowing his whistle. "'Ship ahoy there! Heave to old salt!' The admiral seized the park keeper's sleeve. "'That's
1: my hat you're wearing, skipper. I won it in a hand-to-hand fight off the coast of Madagascar. Didn't I, messmate?' he demanded.
0: "'If you say so, dear,' murmured Mrs. Boom. It was better she knew to agree than to argue.' But privately, she was aware of the facts, that the hat belonged to Binnacle, a retired pirate who kept the Admiral's ship-shaped house as ship-shape as only a pirate could, and, moreover, that neither he nor her husband had ever clapped eyes on Madagascar.
1: "'And I thought I had lost my skull and crossbones. Where did you find it, you son of a sea-snake?'
0: "'Well, it fell down, sort of out of the sky.' The park keeper shuffled uneasily, and and I put it on by mistake, so to say, not meaning any harm, Admiral, sir.
1: Nonsense! You're thinking of cannonballs. Pirate hats don't fall from the sky. Hand it over to Mrs. Boom. She
0: carries all the heavy things while I spy out the land. The admiral took out his telescope and fixed it to his eye. But what am I going to put on my head? The park keeper demanded. Go to sea, my man, and they'll give you a cap, a
1: white thing with HMS something on it. You can't have my pirate hat. I need it. For away I'm bound to go Oh, ho! Oh, across the white Missouri.
0: And the admiral, singing lustily, dragged his wife and the hat away. The park keeper glanced round anxiously. What if the Lord Mayor came along and found him with his head uncovered? He dared not think of the consequences-if only the long day were over-if only all these crowding people lolling or strolling hand in hand would go home to their suppers-then he could lock the park gates and slip away into the dark where his lack of a cap would not be noticed-if only the sun would go down! But the sun still lingered, No one went home. They merely opened paper bags, took out cakes and sandwiches, and threw the bags onto the grass. You think they thought they owned the park?